0: Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mike.
1: Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back. How's everybody doing? What's up? Doing
2: well. How are y'all? Good, good. I am chilling over here. Doing pretty good on my side. Nice,
1: nice. I'm going through seasons over
2: here Uh (laughs) because
1: I was cold and then all of a sudden I was like, Whoo, I'm about to burn up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Up and down. Have we done a show since Thanksgiving? No. No. Oh, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? (laughs) It was nice.
0: It was really nice. I enjoyed it.
1: Mine was good. We had a successful drive-by Thanksgiving. Food was good. I ate a lot. Um, It was nice. You know, tried to stay COVID safe.
2: Nice. I had a good one. Mine was pretty good. I did the drive-through Thanksgiving at Erica's house, <laughs> so that was really fun. It was different, but it was cool. It was just what I needed, you know. Um, so that was really fun. And then, you guys, I tasted, created—maybe I shouldn't say created—cranberry sauce. <laughs> clearly made that up but I tasted some cranberry sauce that one of our listeners made and was like I make good cranberry sauce I heard y'all talking about cranberry sauce and coming from for the homemade cranberry sauce so I made some and I want you to taste it and I actually tasted it it was good okay I will say it was good I told it was good however <laughs> I don't think that I would like it in my dressing. Okay. I think I would like it, you know, how you have like maybe a cheesecake or a cream pie mm-hmm. or something like that and you put it on top of a pie. Mm-hmm. I would like it more so there than in my dressing. Interesting. So, <laughs> Erica, your face. I'm
1: just, I mean, <laughs> my imagination just, you know.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. I've had a couple of people come back and be like, I heard y'all was talking about cranberry sauce. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that the Instagram <laughs> comments
0: and I'm still not a believer. Listen, I know. Still not a believer.
1: <laughs> I'm just like, I, I'm one of those people like, if it ain't broke, don't fix don't it. Don't
0: fix it. Don't fix yeah. it. Yeah. Ocean Spray has been good to us all yeah. these years. So I'm Me good. too. Right. <laughs> I'll keep it. But no, Thanksgiving was, was good. I ate good. Had a good time. Um, was in Florida. Weather was beautiful. Nice. Yeah, uh, for the first couple of days, but it was nice. And I got to play with a puppy. Oh,
1: nice! Or, did it make you want to become a, a dog mom?
0: No, I'm I'm I, I deal <laughs> with dogs like like babies. I'm great. I'm a great auntie. I will babysit, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not trying to be responsible for one mm-hmm. full time.
2: I'm mm-hmm. not trying to have one. Yeah. Mm-hmm that's my back and forth you know I'm in a space of like I really want a dog but I don't really want to take care of a dog so yeah that's my dilemma yeah that's how I felt about this baby
1: (laughs) (laughs) but you know here we are
2: (laughs) here we are
1: oh goodness uh, that's
2: hilarious that's that's basically how I feel about babies in general like (laughs) Oh, they're so cute. I want to play with them. That was my thing. My resolution when I realized that I am not, like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say I don't want to have children. But when I realized that I'm in a space of I am okay, if I do not have children, is when I started to think about kids, it was more so to like play with them and dress them up. And I was like, that's probably not a good reason to have kids, you know, that that probably isn't why I need to go and have a baby so which is why shari is probably the first person who has bought my child something to put them in <laughs> exactly <laughs> I know look it's like I I will I love being like you said April the good auntie I love it
0: I and that's also auntie. a good way to just like ask about things in general like I think about that when like major life decisions like marriage I remember um I was talking with a friend and he was like why do you want a husband and I was like at this point, it would be for somebody to take out the trash and wash my car right now, if I'm being 100% honest. Or might have said even boyfriend. I was like, you know, if I'm going to be honest, it would be for, like, the perks of just things I wouldn't have to do. I wouldn't have to do. Uh, and I don't, the other side of it, oof, I don't know. <laughs> so sometimes I think about that in general when I think, like, oh, I want to do this. It's like, well, what, why? Like, what do you, yeah. do you want it or do you want, like, certain, are you going to take the good with the bad? Yeah, exactly.
2: No, I think that's a great way to think about making big life decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, why, 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 why are are you doing it? What, what do you want from it? You know, I think that's
1: a great place to be in, like when you can reflect and be honest about that. Cause I I had a friend who was in a relationship. Everyone thought these two were going to get married and, you know, they dissolved the relationship and, you know, just in talking with her as a friend, I was like, so, you know, um, you know, what was it that really kind of made it clear for you that this was not what you wanted? And she was like, it was nothing bad. She was like, and I, I always try to emphasize that to people. It was nothing bad in the relationship. It was just when I thought about these are his goods, these are his things that I don't necessarily like to deal with do I want to live with those things if they never change? like because you're supposed to expect like don't think okay well once we get married these things are not going right. to be the same What you see is what yes, you are it's going to be amplified so and her thing was like I just came to the realization that that was just it wasn't something that I wanted to accept and live with for the rest of my life and um I think that was a hard thing for that for her for her partner at the time to hear was like, I do love you. <laughs> you know, it's just that these are things that I don't really care for that. Just, I don't want that to be a regular part of my life. Fair, yeah. Right. Right. So cool. Well, good
0: for her for, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Recognizing it right. early. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And cool. that's such a hard thing to do. Cause I think you get a bad, like once you start on a path of something, people often, paint you in a bad light if you decide to do something different
1: mm-hmm.
2: All right so once you've been on the path and you've been with a person or in a relationship and you decide that you want to make a change or that's not the path that you want to continue on then you're often guilted and we've talked about this on like how to break up you know um or is it time to break up mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's really really important that's a really courageous thing to do yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Well, cool.
0: So curious if you all had time to surf the interwebs on the downtime. If you have, you may have seen this viral. It's so funny how quickly topics become old. Cause this is technically an old topic and it's only maybe a week. <laughs> if that, <laughs> um, but you know, the news cycle is three days, but, um, the owner of true kitchen so this is brunch gate as it's being called <laughs> out in i think is it dallas or Houston? yeah i think it's da- in dallas. dallas um true kitchen who's been getting the most free press in the last week um the absolute most <laughs> so there is an issue of an owner confronted some guests diners in his, rest, his restaurant for twerking um there's been a bit of a split opinion on this um and he basically said y'all need to get out how am i supposed to expect men to respect y'all if y'all not respecting yourself you in here on his glass and twerking i've made this a restaurant and if you want to twerk go somewhere else so there's been two opinions there's been one group that was like yeah he should have he was right he asked them several times and they didn't do it keep in mind he's like cursed them out in the whole restaurant there have been others who have said, well, if you don't want people twerking in your restaurant, you probably shouldn't be playing throw that uh, task in a circle, <laughs> which is what was playing in the background as
2: he confronted. It's a bop, too. Uh,
0: the diners <laughs> is like, you telling people about the twerk, they're like, hold on, hold on, DJ, cut the music, cut the music. This is a restaurant. And It's like, well, so. so Sounds kind of like a club. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you've heard about it saw it, and what were your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, so I I heard about it. And it it made me think about just like any other kind of lounge situation that I've been in, like the music changes with the energy that you want to have in the space, right? So we've talked about this before. We've talked about going to lounges, you know first couple of hours they got your Nero soul so you're in that vibe right you're in that space and you kind of transition to your you know 90s to 2000s kind of you know so you you mm-hmm. got a look it adds a little different kind of energy so it's just interesting to me um and and I'm not saying that he was right or he was wrong yet but um I I do think that you put an energy in a space and if that was the energy that you put into the space, what makes you then feel like people shouldn't respond to the energy that you create in your business environment? I mean, I just, and, and, and the other side of that is, if you want a different energy, switch the energy. you're 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 the business owner. You have all the control over the energy that you put in the space. You can change the music. Mm-hmm. you can, you know talk to people with respect. I think that mm-hmm. there's no there's yeah. no way to insert disrespect into a mm-hmm. space and expect a positive outcome.
2: Yeah, definitely. And um, when thinking about this or when looking at this, there was an article um, that April sent us and it talks a little bit about how he responded to that. And he was like, oh, you know, I was disrespectful because I asked them. Multiple times to stop the behavior, and they met that with disrespect, so they didn't deserve respect from me. And it's just one of those things when you're hypocritical, right? So you're Mm. wanting to see respect, but you come out and you act in a way that's disrespectful. And so I'm a big fan of you can't request things that you aren't willing to give, sir. Mm. You know, so I think he forgot his other cheek completely wrong. He forgot his other cheek,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he only
1: gave one cheek. (laughs) <laughs> girl yeah. handled yeah. it all
0: wrong it was so like the thing that got me wasn't it is with a lot of stuff that goes viral is how people respond and how people like it there people's kind of were going on the extreme on both sides so there were some people like well he shouldn't have played the music if he don't want people dancing on his furniture and I was like well wait a minute wait a minute I don't care what music is being played you don't stand up in no restaurant twerking on the wall like I don't Care like that, that ain't got nothing First to do with don't put your like,
1: shoes in my
0: furniture. You don't put your feet, and that is a pet peeve. Let me tell you, most two things most likely to get me to fight is putting your feet on me and spinning. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I like your feet belong or, on the floor, don't put your feet on my right. furniture, don't put your like. So, I that's disrespectful. So, I was like, now nah, wait a minute, y'all. Like, I don't think it's doing too much to say that they were inappropriate, like, they were out of line. Right. Uh, and. He also created an atmosphere that let people think that that was okay. So you can't say on one end you're trying to create a classy environment, and he was like, "I'm doing it for our people." No sir, you opened a business. You're doing this to make money. Like, don't get it twisted. Now you're you're targeting the graphic. This is not a food kitchen, right? This ain't community service. Yeah, you're charging folks. So I didn't like his attitude about, and I think it like out of you know what out of the abundance of the heart the mouth Mm. speaks. So when he went into that preachy mode of I was like, oh, okay, so you want to mm-hmm. um, So if you want a brunch vibe that's just restaurant, why do you have a DJ playing mm-hmm. twerk music and then saying, I don't want y'all in here twerking? Like two things not adding up. Um, the other thing around the responses that were kind of interesting were people who were criticizing Black people who were saying like, yeah, I don't want twerking when I go out to eat. I'm kind of one of those. If I'm going out, th- I'm not trying to see your butt i'm in my right and you sorry the COVID going on keep in mind when yeah uh, yeah
2: that's a thing. whole you know, that's another, where i went that was a that's whole where I went.
0: whole whole another issue you worried about the wrong thing you got wrong thing packed. sir packed. and you didn't even have a mask on why exactly you to me. um and folks is like you know these are the type of black folks that say x y and z and this is because like, they're like this is the culture. And I'm always just like, "Mm," on what we want to call the culture. Mm -hmm. Now, if you want to, you know, twerk at brunch, that's fine. Just say you want to go to a day party and that's okay. But if I say I don't need all that, I just really come to eat and have a good time and be able to sleep in late and eat and maybe have a nice little music in the background. That's not you know yeah you can't tell me I'm not, not.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, living by so, the culture because right. part of me is always like I'm baffled by this whole doing it for the culture this the culture did we get together and create the <laughs> culture definition because sometimes my culture is not in tune it's not in line like you're saying April like if I didn't come here for that don't sit there and say oh well you're against the culture because I'm speaking out against it or because right. I'm saying nope That's not really what I'm here Mm -hmm.
0: for. Right. And also culture, you know, is so bound by so many other things, like generation and age. So I went, it made me think of a brunch outing with my line sisters about maybe a year ago in Atlanta, very popular brunch spot. And I was annoyed the whole time because it was too loud. Like the music was so loud and the whole, like we were yelling. It got to the point I had to write down. My, anything I want to say to no. the waiter, I had to write it down. Uh-uh. And my line was laughing at me because it's like, y'all, it's too, I'm, I'm too old for this. Like they trying, it's trying to be a scene. I can't <laughs> like either you, why is the restaurant, why is your music this loud? It's one yeah. o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Like what are we They're, doing? That's a little too much. So, um, so yeah, that but,
2: was an interesting. You know, and people go to brunch for different reasons. Right? You know really? what I'm saying? Like. And I
1: did see and some, most of the time
2: it ain't for the food. I did see somebody
1: say, <laughs> I mean, that's typical. I've been to plenty of brunch situations where people were standing on the furniture dancing. <laughs> I was like, that's interesting. Cause I don't think I've ever <laughs> been to Ciao. a brunch where people were standing on the furniture. I've been to a brunch where people danced because there was right. that, time frame in which it was like we're transitioning yeah. into kind of like you know a brunch slash day <laughs> party situation
0: right I right. had
1: never gone to one where people were standing on the furniture <laughs> so that got me to thinking like I ain't lived life out here clearly cause <laughs> <laughs> I have not no. seen it
0: when the world opens back up for real, I, we, we need to take a trip to Grill Village in Atlanta. Grill Village is the best brunch I've had. And I know people say it's overrated, but I love it. Now, downstairs, they have a DJ. And it gets live. I've only eaten upstairs since so that's where the buffet was. <laughs> um, it also had oxtails <laughs> on the buffet. But, um, you know, walking through, they was, you know, jamming. But nobody was on furniture. And it also fit, like, if you know the place, it fit. And it was, like, 90s music. So it wasn't. Okay. Mm-hmm you know, back that ass up. It was, right. just, you know, good night. So, and, st- it, and it still fits. So I think a lot of it, like you say, Erica, has to do with what are you trying to cultivate? Also, it goes to this broader issue that I always say, quit telling people that they need to own a business. <laughs> mm. Because if you don't know how to deal with drunk patrons, because right. okay. what I heard is like, there was a two hour wait on food. Oh. So liquor was flowing. You got a DJ, liquor, no food to
2: soak right. that up. It's a club. I think you have it's, created a You now a club. have opened a lounge. You now have a club. You have yeah. a
0: club. And you got you liquor
2: don't... and a DJ and no food. That's the club. And That's no every food. club I've been to. You
0: got Hennessy slushies <laughs> on the menu. And like, Ooh, why y'all not a Hennessy slushie. <laughs>
2: Girl.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so it's like, you don't know how to handle a drunk patron? Like, yes, they were wrong. Cause all you, you just put him yeah. out. Like you, when he went into that whole condescending speech, I'm like, as soon as he said, I don't need your money. Oh, yeah, that deal. part, that even part. if I wasn't a part of that party. Oh, okay. So brunch is yeah. on you. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, that is hilarious. Well, he probably
1: couldn't have put them I'm out because to... they had placed their order for food an hour and a half ago. <laughs> and they were fully invested at that point. Like, nah, brother. Yeah,
2: he fussed it them like they were his kids. Yeah, he really, he Set went in. Out. Like, he really did a full lecture. Like, I can't believe nobody.
0: Like, I can't believe no, there could have been no HBCU grads
2: there. Uh, first of all. okay. we quit <laughs> to be like, who are you talking Who are you, sir? <laughs> like hold up what you're not about to do okay (laughs) is that that's funny i'm over here trying to think of when the world open up if i'm gonna be standing on sofas at brunch spots because i think i might be that happy
1: girl listen i said the world is gonna turn into hedonism once it
0: opens back up because
1: people ain't gonna know how to act like we gonna actually be able to see people
2: i am people
0: one of my (laughs) friends uh shared this tiktok melissa on her instagram page and it was so funny was about this guy talking about like people saying when the world opens up you know we're gonna do xyz he was like if you think i'm about to go out with all these extroverts who have all this (laughs) pent-up energy and i was like child extroverts we done figured out yeah we figured out a while ago how to how to move and exactly. shape. So you good. Like,
2: like you, good. <laughs> you good. You good. We didn't figure that out. It's still pent up, but we've been slowly tricking. Yeah, you've been, you know, getting your... your yeah. You know been you
0: getting think, getting Been it. in Tulum every weekend.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> it's the extroverts. So, you are exactly right. You are exactly right.
0: <laughs> getting your releases
1: in. That's it. the same yeah, thing my husband said. It. He went to go pick up some wings to go. He was like... I don't think the pandemic is in downtown because um, <laughs> it's a million people <laughs> people out. People are out living their best life.
0: People are out. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I went to my favorite restaurant last night. And I have not been to so long. Warmouth. I, uh, you know, I saw. I you saw know, your post. And I got it to go. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even, I waited like 20 minutes for the order and I was just like, I missed it. <laughs> it's like it's all new people behind the bar. I only knew oh, one of wow. the bartenders. I didn't recognize any of the servers. I only recognized the owners. Um, And I was like, I had one drink and it knocked me on my butt because I have not eaten <laughs> in like eight days. Which Their drinks are difference. strong though. They're strong, but I also remember it. Like yeah. I'm still like getting my appetite back. And I was like, oh, April, this wasn't smart. Cause I'm sitting here like, woo. Do I need a call an Uber? a Uber, okay. But they had an oyster roast um out in the parking lot, and I wanted to go, but I didn't. I didn't trust my stomach. um But just like hearing the music, and I was like, I just
2: I don't miss like it. it. I miss miss it so much. So much. Yeah. Man, that is so crazy. Well, one day. One day soon. Listen. We'll see how this vaccine rollout goes.
0: Yeah, I've accepted. If I come out with a six um,
2: finger on a hand. Yeah, head, I feel like we can live that. with six fingers. Eleven. <laughs> I feel like it would be it fine. It might be helpful. It might you know?
0: help text.
2: It might text help faster. text. Okay. As long as nothing goes away. That's the thing. If I get additional things, I'm okay. I just don't want things to go away. You know, like I don't want one That's eye true. or my nose to shrink. No, all of that. (laughs) Well, let's roll into today's episode topic. So a listener of the show sent us a topic and we love when our listeners send us topics. So hint, hint, y'all send us topics, Uh, but a listener of the show. <laughs> sent us a topic that she was really interested in us talking about. And so she uh, talked about um church hurt in light of um their Dar- their walls being outed and how the church and gospel industry shunned Tony or B years ago when he came out. And so we thought it would be a really cool topic to talk about and to shine some light on a really important topic for a lot of people. Um Um, which is church hurt and what that means, um, what that looks like, and then how to start healing or how to start recovering if you have been hurt by the church or by your religious institution. And so I was looking up and just kind of preparing for this, just what church hurt actually is and how many people um, define church hurt, because it can be, it can look different for a lot of people. But as far as a general definition for church hurt, um, it's basically the term that refers to the pain, which is sometimes inflicted by religious institution. Um, It's a pain that can distance sufferers from their communities and from God. Um, It's a topic that is increasingly prominent for discussion among clergy, um, specifically in the Christian church or in the Christian religion and so wanted to give a little bit of time to talk about church hurt and start by asking um, you ladies have you ever experienced personally church hurt
0: not to the extent of what I know others have I Mm -hmm. will say I've experienced church disappointment Mm -hmm. and I've experienced enough of it where it has definitely left me jaded Mm -hmm. but not the hurt that I know that it can go. Uh, I would agree.
1: Um, I think, so my personal experience, and again, same with April, like I, my experience is certainly not to the level that other people have experienced significant pain, significant trauma um, from church hurt. Um, Mine was more so being very young and um, choosing a church home and a pastor that I thought was um just a good leader and when you're young like you know sometimes you're not privy to some of the things that maybe others in the church know about your leader and just in making the determination I I chose to join this church I thought this this person was feeding my spirit you know and then just learning a lot of um not so great things that him as a man um was doing such as I mean he had a rap sheet as long as my body um and you know coming from other states um he was having affairs in the church he had impregnated the deacon's daughter she's sitting on the front row with the first lady sitting in the pulpit you know just like stuff that you're like um taking money from the church. So like funds that we've been, you know, saving for years to get buildings built and finding out that this money is being taken, um, coming to Mm -hmm. church and your pastor is strapped. Um, that kind of stuff kind of like, wait a minute. So when you
0: say strapped, like a weapon or strapped for cash? Mm -hmm. Oh Oh, well I'd assume in the South. Well (laughs) I assume that the deacons are strapped. Oh, okay. I assume that the
1: deacons, are stra- I, I don't assume that they're just standing up there while the pastor's preaching just to keep an eye out on the front door. I feel like they they come strapped. And I, I, I have attended a church where the, de- the deacons are strapped. um, But the pastor is strapped. The pastor got more gold and plies around his neck. You know what I'm saying? Like you roll up to church one day in a brand new Rolls Royce. and But we talking about money from... This fund that we know shouldn't be missing is missing, you know, just mm-hmm. like stuff like that. And then finally, investigations prove that this is actually happening, right? And so you just kind of like, well, dang. Mm-hmm. And it really made me hesitant about or kind of made me go, yeah, half of these people who are standing in this pulpit are not living what they're preaching and I understand, again, I've always accepted that a pastor is just a human, just like me. Um, and I, I never put them on a pedestal. But I uh, but I do put you in a place for the type of work that you do. If you're a pastor, there are certain expectations that I have for a pastor. Um, outside, you know, a, away from putting you on a pedestal, but just ex- expectations of your job. Um And so it's just, it's always made it more difficult moving forward to really hitch myself to a church home.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I can relate to a lot of what you guys are saying as far as not experiencing church hurt to some of the severity and the degree that a lot of people may have experienced, but definitely that disappointment, definitely, um, feeling, disillusioned um yes. by a lot of the things that I was taught growing up about church and church leaders and kind of what um the expectations could be and how people operated within the church. And so I learned early on um that um people in the church are people, right? And the church is not the people within it. It is um, the the doctrines um in the gospel of God. And so um definitely feeling that disappointment um and then kind of reuniting with the church as I got older. But then when I moved back to the south, <laughs> being reintroduced to some of that disappointment um uh, because of the the doctrines that were um being preached or being discussed that I don't agree with and don't um align with my moral beliefs and so definitely re-experiencing not necessarily some of that hurt but some of that like "Mm, see I knew (laughs) you know I already knew what I was stepping into and here we go let's let's bump up against this teaching or up against this saying or this belief that um is not in line with my morals and not in line with the way I see my relationship with God
0: Yeah. Um, one thing that that stuck out when, me was your when you said the word disillusion. Um, one I don't know, it's a word seminal moment, I mm-hmm. think that were pivotal, mm-hmm. maybe some like a know. sentinel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, was a church that I attended while I was at Auburn. Um, it was based out of Birmingham, I'll say the name Church of the Highlands. Um, huge church based out of Birmingham, um, non denominational, majority white, but you know, it was. It was Growing, it was becoming diverse for for what you know is considered majority white congregation. Um, had an Auburn campus. One thing I loved about it, the pastor had a story, um, kind of storytelling style Mm, of preaching. Um, and it was short. You were out in forty five minutes, fifty minutes tops. Praise him. You got your praise. Uh, what I didn't like is that you know I missed the singing. Mm. You know, I, I was you know, like, "All right, it's church. What a pastor wear jeans, and you get coffee in the lobby." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but the message is what I liked. I liked how mm-hmm. he, you know, mm-hmm. delivered the message. And I, I, I think I can't remember if I talked about this on one of our previous church episodes, but the Sun Sunday after the Zimmerman verdict had mm-hmm. been announced, yeah, yeah, um, he didn't mention mm-hmm. it. Didn't say a word. Didn't say, "Let's pray for healing." Let's pray for. You know, our country. And I remember a friend at the time was at my house and we were watching it via live. And he and I was actually getting ready to go to the next service while we're watching live. And he put in the chat like, you know, I'm kind of hurt by this. And, And he got like this real glossy churchy message that still didn't address it. And so after that, i never looked at that church the same way.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
0: recently in the last maybe six months or so, it's come out that that pastor has um, had invited this like white supremacist um, to come talk and had made some very kind of just colorblind comments. And, um, and it kind of was like, yeah, I want to I- I wanna be like, I told you, <laughs> but yeah and not that he's you know made like it's not the overt racism it's that very colorblind you know we're all the human race but you're also you know reposting some very right-wing conservative mm-hmm. things and i just that was big for me it's like i can't attend the church it does not have my politics right on both sides so you got the religion side i mean the race side and then you have like the feminism womanism side like, I'm not about yeah. to sit up in a church where you're about to preach to me, you know, marriage and submission and, like, sexism under the guise of religion. Right. And at least not talk about it in a critical way, you know, from a theological perspective. Yeah. So that yeah. has been, when you said disillusion, Um, that has been my challenge in finding a church that also respected or at least acknowledged the politics of the Bible. Right. Like, we're not gonna pretend that this stuff don't sound a little weird to you. Right. <laughs> like, we have accused the whole, you know, uh curse of yes. half of the population based off of a woman. You know, right. We don't wanna yeah. talk about that. A right.
2: Little bit <laughs> Right. But I so. think that speaks to. Like I was just talking earlier about just like the courage to change when you have made a decision um, for something or when you're in line with something. And so, April, I think um, for all three of us, as we've talked about just our history with like church disappointment and disillusionment, we have been in a space where we say, you know what, this doesn't feel right. This is against where I am sitting or kind of my morals or what I believe. And so I'm going to choose to do something different. But I think for a lot of people making that decision and not say that it wasn't hard for us, but for many people making that decision to say, this isn't in alignment with what I believe. It's a really hard term to come to grips with Mm. of like, okay, this is what I was taught. And I believe this religiously or spiritually. But then when I think about my politics or when Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, the people who I love sitting next to me every day or the people who I talk to and, you know, the people that we work with, because I know some churches who say that mental illness is a sin Mm. or it's a curse, you know? And so like being able to think about, how that misalignment impacts you and then making a decision to whether it is to go to a different church or leave the family church or confront your deaconess or your deacon or whomever, you know, is the leader in your church. That's a really tough place Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. in. I also
1: think about, um, because I, I know that, um, people experience a lot of hurt around homosexuality. People mm-hmm. experience a lot of hurt around gender, very strong gender beliefs, mm-hmm. um, about women. Um, and then there's a lot of people who I have learned, um, just through this line of work who have experienced, um, church hurt through the, these were the, the settings in which they were, uh, sexually molested, Mm -hmm. Um, and just knowing, um, that in those settings, a lot of times the people who were, you know, violating them were using religion to keep them silenced and controlled. Um, Mm -hmm. and I think it, 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 it does the same thing with, um, how sometimes sexuality is framed, how, gender expectations are framed and um, in, in how that is used to kind of control or minimize the presentation um, of that instead of addressing, you know, that we have women <laughs> in our congregations. We have homosexuals in our congregations. Um, and instead of, like, like April said, instead of just addressing it, um, we are condemning people and using and and coloring it <laughs> using the the word of God um and right. causing a lot of people to separate themselves from religion and mm-hmm. separate mm-hmm. themselves from God mm-hmm. because of it, thinking, well, if this is how God sees me as a person mm-hmm. or if this is what religion allows, then I don't want to be a part of of religion and i guess i can't you know have this belief in this entity i don't i don't want a part of that
0: yeah and i think that's and that's a downside of it because you know when you think about faith the whole purpose is to bring people closer to you or closer mm-hmm. to you know whatever your higher being and if you're at the same time telling them that they are not enough or there's something's wrong with them then it's going to it's doing the exact opposite, and and we you know you mentioned the amount of abuse that often happens in religious institutions, and also the treatment of gay and lesbian gay and lesbian folk, um, which is kind of what inspired um, the listeners to reach out about this episode is with the the singer from the Walls Group was outed, which is just something you don't do. Period. Right. But you know the implications of a you know black male gospel singer and the difference in the response to him versus Toney from back in the early two thousands. So, you yeah. know, I'm not sure the age of our listeners or if you all are, you know, or gospel fans, but Tone, you know, was, was blazing the the charts or the gospel industry around that time. They had to song mm-hmm. oh, make me over and was he out of was he from New Orleans? I know his you know, live album was taped no, there, but I don't know if, if he was from, from or New now.
2: Orleans. Yeah,
0: but um, you know, fantastic, crazy singer, and yes. it came out that I think at the time he was a bisexual, and it's like you never heard from him again. Like I know, I know he changed his name um to be Slade, and he did a, a YouTube or there was a video of him on YouTube talking about you know, all of this. And um, Stephanie, thank you for sending it over. And I only watched a little bit because it's two hours. No, <laughs> <laughs> but from the 10 minutes I watched, I was like, oh, he's still hurt. Yeah. Like, because he was definitely kind of like, well, where was this for me? Yeah. You know, and he acknowledged that times have changed. You know, maybe there's a new generation of church, but, you know, it, it cost him his career to an mm-hmm. extent. Like nobody saw him, for, when they saw him for who he was, you know, he got shunned. And, mm. like, that has to be hurtful. As you were saying before, like, we were able to walk away from our... Because we were disillusioned. But when you've grown up in it, when that's your career right, or your family, you know, you can't necessarily walk away from it. And that's so yeah. toxic and abusive. Yeah.
2: And... Yeah. And I think, you know, like, that just speaks more towards... It's not just... Cause I think when we think about church hurt, people are like, "Oh, we'll just go to another church." Oh, I know, know. and
1: it's so minimizing. It's so minimizing. Yes.
2: Like you don't think that was (laughs) first, right? Like you don't think that was the first thought? Like maybe I should go somewhere else, you know? Um, But it is. It's a form of trauma, you know, for for many of the reasons that you just talked about. Because it's a it's it's it makes you question
1: what what you can trust. So Mm. the the thing of just saying, well, I'm just going to switch. To me, it's like the trauma of being in a car wreck and someone saying, Mm. well, you were in a wreck in a Toyota, so just drive an SUV. Like, no, the trauma was the, what happened, the event, not the setting, you know, so that trauma is going to travel with me no matter what the, what the vessel is that I'm in. And you just, you can't just, you can't simplify it
0: like that. Yeah. And it doesn't acknowledge the the impact of that Absolutely. trauma when you say we'll just leave the church. And I get it that it's hard for a lot of people who are like deeply in the church to acknowledge like church hurt. Like they, they can get very defensive and it's like, well, you can't fix a thing if you don't acknowledge the existence of it. Yes. Um, And how deep seated that hurt is. Like, it's a betrayal. It lasts. Like, there, I've had so many clients who some of their, some of the presenting issues started with church doctrine. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. not necessarily around, you know, sexual identity Mm -hmm. always. It's just Mm -hmm. identity, period. But when it does come to sexual orientation, I remember working with someone years ago. And part of what we had to work on was them not believing they were an abomination. Uh Like that was the exact word. I am an abomination. I don't want to live. And this is coming from the same place. It's supposed to pour into you and give you life. And it's like, we got to find a way. And I don't, honestly, I don't know if there is a way. I don't, I
2: mean, let me not say that, but yeah. It's, yeah 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 it takes a lot of um effort you know to be able to like you said find a way and I think that might be the part where it's missing um in a lot of of churches that effort of being able to acknowledge and say i do have people in my congregation like i can't just preach or can't just follow these teachings and say oh well all people who fall in this category are an abomination you know without looking at the people who are sitting in front of you who are coming to you who are there saying teach me I want to learn I want to follow um this and so it takes that extra effort to be able to see the people and not see the Mm -hmm. categories you know and we can't you know forget how this
1: trickles down into you know I think about if, if you grew up in a church, your, your household is taking in this. So now you don't have just the mm-hmm. church institution. Mm-hmm. This is now wrapped up into the environment of your home, your household, um, how you are being raised, um, and how that impacts. I mean, it is just, it, it it's just so deep. It's
0: so deep. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it hard it is. to, to, um, to un- disentangle one from, that's why it's not as simple as just find another church because, right. you know, um, your abuser is also your home mm-hmm. or the same place you find refuge. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's where your family is, mm-hmm. it's where your friends are. It's where you do get the love sometimes. Like, is it truly an abusive relationship? Um, so it is hard to, to step away. Um, and when I say, you know, I, I wonder if it is possible is because if someone truly feels that this is the word of, you know, whatever higher being they follow, you got to be, I, I just, <laughs> you know, are they going to be willing to say, mm-hmm. well, let me look mm-hmm. at it a different way. Yeah. Um, so I definitely encourage people to, to begin the work of separating themselves from those systems when they are able to and finding places that do affirm mm-hmm. who they are because they are out there they may be a little untraditional you know not traditional you might not get the you know the foot stumping double clapping service you know your yeah. pastor might be you know <laughs> in some jeans assembled and
2: some jeans right <laughs> you know what i'm Pre- saying from
0: an ipad right, right. look at <laughs> um, music might be a, a guitar but to find those spaces I'm right Oh, I can't. I'm yeah. so over contemporary gospel. I'm so over it. I'm sorry. I feel like they. <laughs> Where's the soul? I need a little might, soul. Uh, uh. Is there a drummer? Can we get an organ? Something? Listen, yes, Laura's oh, the organ. Can I get the organ?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm tired of the words being on a PowerPoint. <laughs>
2: Girl. With the little tracer going yes. across as we sing them. Oh, you
0: still I can't. I have never, and I'm so glad the gospel music is starting to go back to just like the the roots. Because when they were everybody was on this contemporary Christian music train. I remember going to a friend's church and I saw the praise and worship team, and then they went into the song. I was like,
2: "Oh, y'all too." We t- right. <laughs> Let me tell you, baby, I love me some hill song. <laughs> no, not girl. Love me some hill song. I need
1: some Kirk Franklin, John P. Key yeah, or something. I need some Highland. Now I might not need hollering in my in my message, but I need a yeah. little bit of holling in my music.
0: Just, <laughs> I need just to, to, to feel like you done been through some things in the song, and yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Can't so just have what do guitar. you guys? Sorry. <laughs> a guitar. Look, at least bring a tambourine. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think? you you ladies I'm trying not to say you guys um so what do you all think um uh, would be some things that you would tell someone who is coming and saying hey you know I'm really having a difficult time with church hurt or this experience that I had um in my church or in my religious institution uh, are there certain things that you start with that you say okay let's start to think about it in this way or let's start th- here so that you can start healing
0: um I I think it's important to validate and acknowledge the pain, the hurt, first and foremost. Um, secondly, affirm the person and just kind of encourage them to think the God or whomever they serve, do you think they want you to feel this way about yourself? And being able to separate man from spirituality and knowing that man can sometimes taint things and doing beginning that work in yeah like I don't I don't think your faith should cause harm yeah right
1: yeah I I think that's important is recognizing what about is it my faith or is it these these practices and beliefs of these people and really like April said being able to kind of separate that out and parse that out and then you know finding support I think it's going to be so important for people to not feel alone um, in this. And I think people would be surprised to know that other people are feeling the same way that you're feeling. Yeah. And in, in your institution, like right where you are. And, you know, some people feel very wedded to their church home. And maybe it can be a learning moment, a teaching moment but don't invest yourself in trying to change it because you're the one who's hurting. Like you need to go find the healing. Um, Mm, And and, you know, if there are allies who are willing to go and try to do that, that side of the work, um, enlist those people, let them know what's going on um, and let them do that side of the work while you do the side of healing yourself. That could be, you know, Speaking, you know, getting some pastoral counseling or getting some just counseling in general or talking to other people in just a support situation. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. not just letting it linger and not just sitting in it alone because you're not alone. You don't yeah. have to be alone. Yeah. in that.
2: That's good. That's nice. I like that one. Um, one thing I would also add is to work on. The people pleasing elements that can often happen when you're connected to a church home where you deny your own identity and your own experiences for what is being taught to you. So really work on like identifying your voice and identifying your experiences and who who you desire to be and how you are showing up in the world. Because I think oftentimes the guilt or the shame can come from, well, they're saying I should be this person. I am not this person, or I don't have that experience. So I, there must be something wrong with me, as opposed to saying, okay, this is my experience. This is my identity. And this is how I'm showing up in the world. And so being able to kind of walk in and find your own identity and voice and what that looks like. Um, without heavily relying on the definition that is given to you, if that makes sense.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, one thing I know we we're wrapping up, you made me think of mm, also coming to terms with the hurt that you may have caused others as well, mm. while you were also indoctrinated mm. um, by those yeah, same messages. And I yeah. think that happens a lot. I see it often with women in in the church who are starting to kind of come to a different understanding they recognize that the teachings and how I think Aisha Curry is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, taught that this certain type of way of womanhood was, was Christlike mm-hmm. and, and having to, and as you grow up, you know, and live life a little bit, you start to see like, Oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. <laughs> I was a little too hasty, but you have also put things out there so I think that's also something that, that comes I love along that. With that is like understanding the that that you were also, you know, a victim. But in, in being a mm-hmm. victim, you may have.
2: I absolutely love that. that. Yeah. Because yeah. I could replace Aisha Curry's name with my own. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. There are things that, you know, when I was younger, I would stand firmly against. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Whereas now I'm like, oof. That Mm -mm. I'm not that person. I shared that with my students.
0: Actually, yeah. Uh huh. We were talking about um, persuasion and changing of attitudes, and I shared that you know I had a very um, I don't condemn, but I don't condone Mm -hmm. attitude when it came Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. lesbian gay folks. Um, and I had to grow up and realize first of all, who asked me? First of all, Um, (laughs) and and that like who asked me? And that having that attitude although i'm like oh no you know god loves us all i don't i don't con-, like that that still wasn't a healthy or affirming way and that could have very well hurt people who i love mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and i had to you know make some apologies in it or even just acknowledge that i may not ever get to make those apologies to some folks
2: yeah but, yeah that's real that is very real
0: oh don't get me on the, yeah the
2: there were respectability. even times no
0: i like that no Child. come to church with some too low cut okay <laughs> I probably still do it but. but you are
1: aware of it and you yeah. can acknowledge it and, and check it in the moment that's the mm-hmm. growth that's yes. the growth
2: yes and you're not pulling people to the side like baby put this over your leg oh I never did I just would talk about <laughs> it put this over your legs like can you go somewhere with that dolly I'm not putting that on my leg now with
0: that dolly. this is where <laughs> I struggle sometimes is that I know, like, born and raised in the South, born and raised in the church, I know when it comes to dress, particularly women, like, I just have different standards around settings. So even though I'm very much, you know, on your womanhood, on your body, I'm still very much about appropriateness. Uh-huh. And I often have to wonder, like, well, April, is it appropriateness? Or is this respectability? But I'm like, but mm-hmm. what? Where do we, can we draw the line between some stuff is just not, you don't wear to certain places. Club clothes at church. Yeah. Oh my god. Club clothes at the, yeah. oh clothes when at the went,
2: restaurant. When Full I circle. went
0: to the church in Miami, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, it was literally like, oh you, you literally came in.
1: Oh, so you out <laughs> so here? In. You just you out just put here.
0: Put a blazer over. It. Like you can <laughs> 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 You still working on me.
2: Goodness. <laughs> this goodness. So nice. <laughs> oh my well, yes. Hopefully this was helpful um, as we talked a little bit about a topic that impacts so many people. People talk about it impacting them, or people just kind of live with it and never share that they've mm-hmm. experienced church hurt church hurt. And so hopefully this is, you know, a topic that can be useful um, as you're listening to this episode. So
1: Yes. Awesome. Yes. Well, ladies, we always want to go into uh, the place of love before we wrap our show. And so we are entering into our segment where we will send one, our love, it's person, entity, anyone or anything that has um, just kind of brought about some joy or Um, something positive to our life this week. So with that being said, who would like to
2: go first? Yeah, this is getting (laughs) harder and harder. I know, I'm struggling this week. I'm really struggling. Uh, Uh, Um,
0: uh, um gosh i can't hmm. say the name of who i want to because it's it's not public yet, for what i want to <laughs> congratulate them <laughs> on i want to send my love out to my supervisor for suggesting that i watch Shit's creek on netflix Yes, because i have been binging that all week i worked from home all week uh, i wasn't feeling well and that was one of the things that i have been watching um and it is such a Refreshing and just funny It's definitely it's my hilarious. sense of humor. Um, so I'm thankful <laughs> for the person who suggested that I watch that. Nice, especially because half and I finished half and half, and we could do a separate episode on that because I am so angry
2: at how they ended. Oh, this show. what happened? How half, half and half ended? That's the one with I the haven't two got sisters. to the ending yet. It was. It's such a
0: good show. It held up. I, too, I used to. I,
1: I've been time. actually watching it now. It's like kind of like my it is it's taken the place of my golden girls like you know when i mm-hmm. just want to watch something so oh, but i don't remember how it ended i don't
0: remember how the series ended they
2: just yeah me either you'll be you'll
0: be mad when you get Uh-oh. to it cuz <laughs> they deserve better
2: Uh-oh. oh uh oh they the characters or they the the sitcom both like oh, okay, it gotcha. was a, it was a good like you could tell they didn't know
0: they weren't coming back Oh, oh wow so the network did them dirty and so gotcha like and it for it to be such a well-written mm. show it's like oh y'all it just reminded me sometimes just <laughs> how racism affects everything
2: everything like
0: every, literally i can't even enjoy my favorite everything old sitcom because this company was bought out and they didn't think this show was worth because uh, they wanted to bring on reba
2: which is what happened. <laughs> is that what happened? Oh, they brought on Reba. Wow. Yeah,
0: so uh when the CW bought out was it UPN? Um yeah. half and half didn't make I think it was supposed to be the 2006 lineup. Mm-hmm. It was Reba in the game. I think they kept all of us maybe or they had to bring mm-hmm. it back. Mm-hmm. But um half and half got caught up in it and they chose. And don't get me wrong, I enjoyed Reba. Reba's fun. I did too. That's yeah, one of my favorite shows. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah, and yeah. I think that might have happened with what how Girlfriends got... Because, you know, Girlfriends didn't get a
1: Yeah, they now uh, Right, they finale. didn't. And so yeah. you're like,
0: these shows that... So this company came in and said, well, well same thing with Underground. Hmm. You know, bought out. Yeah. And the
2: network was like, eh. Bye. Bye. Hmm. <laughs> That's horrible. Did not know that. Well, I want to send my love to target for having amazing planners <laughs> um i am <laughs>
0: Ooh, i was we trying stretching. To think, yes. stretching but baby <laughs> when i
2: tell you the highlight of my week was buying a new planner look that was that was the highlight of my week trying to buy a new planner get my life together um or at least start planning a little bit of my life for 2021 because i feel like This last month, I just been like chasing my tail, like stuff just Mm -hmm. been popping up. And I've just been like, oh, I need to do that, too. Oh, that's on my schedule. Let me do that, too. And so I was like, "Shari, you are feeling overwhelmed and anxious because you are literally just doing whatever falls on your menu for the day and not like planning things out and being intentional and deliberate about what my day, what my time looks like. So I went and got a planner. So excited about it. I got some colored pencils. I got some highlighters. I am excited to dive into it. So I want to send my shout out to Target, I suppose. (laughs) Nice. Even though I probably could have got a better one somewhere else. But (laughs) here we are. This is where we at.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, I want to send my love out to um, the healthcare workers, all of you people who are in the front line in these hospitals, I have just been watching just in awe and horror at just how inundated these hospitals are getting and to also have family members who are in, uh, one of these hospitals, um, and just knowing how just gravely overwhelmed and, um, yeah, I I just want to send my love to you all. You know, I thank you for hanging in there um, because it has to be hard to go to work every day um, in this situation. So I just want to send my love to you all. You're in my prayers. I do actually pray for you. <laughs> um,
0: so yeah, that's good. Well, we that was that's a good one. Um, definitely good always one. keeping them in our thoughts because Lord knows um well thank you all for listening for rocking with us with for another episode as always you can find us on social media facebook and instagram at number three sykes and a mic you can email us at three threesykesandamite at gmail.com um please like subscribe and share with a friend um our dms and inbox are always open if you ever have any questions feedback or suggestions for an episode so, thank you again for listening. Um, and we will be back next week. Yes. Bye. Bye y'all. <laughs>